Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. You are listening to a Yisker sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. Yisker in the time of pandemic, a worldwide health crisis, a million people dead, 204,000 in our own country. Yisker in a time of suffering, and all the accompanying suffering, a career stalled, business establishments submerged in debt, mental depression, jobs lost, hunger, inaccessible health care, and loneliness. This Yisker, who do we focus on? We come to Yisker four times a year, and this is not the first time it has coincided with tragedy and pandemic. I introduced the first Unatanatokev of Rosh Hashanah by admitting to fear of my own mortality. This year, more than any other of my life, I read the Unetanetokef and could not as easily take for granted that I would be here next year, like I have naively assumed in the past. For six months, death tolls have risen. We physically distanced ourselves and put off friends, family, education, and all sorts of experiences. We have worn masks not for only for ourselves, but for others, an almost impossible reality whereby interacting too close with those whom we love could effectively kill them and hoped we are not threatening someone because we interacted too closely. As the numbers climb, we become guilty of news fatigue, an inability to even conceptualize what 204,000 lives really looks like. And with all of that, many of us have lost someone close, someone dear, someone who is not part of a big news story, but part of our life. Yisker, in the year 2020, we force ourselves to want to carefully recall each life, the lives we will now carefully name and acknowledge and remember and honor, a year full of what-ifs, full of unanswerable questions, full of unanticipated loss, and full of moments where we wish we had had more time to ask and to learn and to make memories together. Our lives begin with questions so we can learn about the world, allowing our brain to take in the magnificence surrounding us. Children ask why and how and what is that to soak up their world. Our lives as we learn in Masechet Shabbat also end in question. Rava said after departing from this world, when a person approaches God after the life they've lived, the judges say to the person, did you conduct business faithfully? Did you designate times for Torah study? Did you engage in creation? Did you seek redemption? Did you engage in the conversations of wisdom or expand ways of learning? So what if we live a life of questioning the world and one another at all times in between childhood and death? What if we ask questions of our loved ones to learn as much about them as we can while still in their presence? Tell me about your loved one, a prompting question I offer as an open-ended experience for recalling the person who has died and who the family will bury in a few days. Often the meeting begins with biography, telling me about when they were born, their growing up, the moments where those around the table came into the picture. The biography slows down and the stories begin, never in sequential order and often like a roller coaster, funny stories accompanied by thoughtful moments, accompanied by tearful retellings. Throughout the stories, those around the table begin to add a bit of the story that only they know, and then seamlessly bits of themselves. Yes, his newspapers were always stacked up on the ground, even as a kid. No, I think that she decided to go to that school because it would be easier for her parents. Oh, really? I never knew that mom counted the number of Hanukkahs we had all been coming to her. Those we love are vessels full of stories, experiences, and sensations. And when the vessel is rendered lifeless and no longer guarding its contents, 
the onus falls on us. But as human beings, we forget. We will forget certain stories, jokes, smells, events. We will forget all that we once never thought to remember. Yisker is a time set aside for remembering, not mundane remembering, but purposeful, profound remembering. Yet our tradition sets aside this time as if, if we didn't set aside a time to remember, would the remembering get done? We approach Yisker with questions and the yearning to remember the answer that will enhance a memory. But how will we feel about what we find in those memories? What do I not know about my aunt? What has my dad chosen to not share with me and my siblings? What was that joke that everyone still laughs at but can't remember who told it or how it went? Yisker assumes that we too easily forget. We need structure and assistance to remember. A few years ago, my brothers and I drove down with our dad to visit his dad, our Saba, in Palm Desert. After lunch on our first day, something struck me to take a photo album off the shelf. And then another, and then another. Photo albums I had never noticed before, and that prompted Saba to get more from the back bedroom. We opened to pictures falling out of their sleeves. Pictures we had never looked at. From his time in the Korean War, of, of their wedding, of our dad's dogs who we knew chased their tails but had never seen. We sat down and took in a whole bunch of life and asked thousands of questions. While thum thumbing through some birthday photos, I sat on the couch opposite my dad and Saba, and I teared up hearing these stories and watching my father's face light up as his childhood and his parents' lives flashed before his face. My dad asked, Dad, why have you never shown me these pictures or told me the stories you're now sharing with my kids? He answered, well, you and your siblings never asked. My brothers and I took pictures of the pictures. Suddenly we felt like we needed to know more and more. And my dad was hearing answers to questions he never thought to ask. As, humans, as human beings, we forget. We worry that we are beginning to forget all that we once never thought to remember. Our psalmist wrote, One thing I ask from God, from God I will request. That I could sit in God's home all of the days of my life. This verse from Psalm 27 is said each day, multiple times a day, from the beginning of our high holiday preparation in Elul through the end of the season. Each time, the psalmist reminds us to find one thing to ask. And yet, it is never just one thing. For the psalmist, the request was to remain in God's presence every day of our life. Imagine your loved one as the object of that passage in place of God. One thing I ask from you, grandparent, parent, sibling, partner, aunt, uncle, child, is to be with you in your home all the days of my life, to have had the opportunity to spend all of our days together by your side, learning about you, feeling your love, caressing your hand, and giving you kisses. We worry that we did not have enough time to take it all in. We worry that we will forget that which we did not imagine we would need to remember. As we go about our life, we are lucky to take loved ones for granted because it means we are living with them, not in fear of losing them. In an anniversary note, note to my grandparents, my aunt wrote, we take you for granted, not in the usual context that could be seen as a bad thing, but in this case, this is how I mean it. You give us a sense of security and sanctuary. Your love is our home. We know you love each other and by extension, the rest of us. 
And we know that you will be there to listen to us, to delight in us, to show curiosity. We do not stop to just ask those questions. One thing, one thing I ask you, and no matter what, there are always more questions that go unanswered, more stories that could have been told. What if, like the psalmist suggests, we asked one more question each day or wrote down answers to those questions that our loved ones might ask when we are gone. As our Torah this past week teaches, Zachor Yemot Olam, remember the days forever. Consider the years of generations past. Ask your parents and they will inform you. Ask your elders and they will teach you. One such Q&A activity happened around our Shabbat table years ago where the family asked questions and the person answered. Over many laughs and some surprise answers, one that caught everyone's attention was, what is the last sound you want to hear in your life? I don't remember others' answers, but my answer was and always will be the sound of my dad's voice. Thank God I have many opportunities to still take hearing my father's voice for granted. But that one question will now always have a correct answer. After all, to be with you all of my life is a goal that we know cannot be. The memories and conversations and answered questions live forever. I wonder, might there still be a way to ask even after someone is gone? Even if we can't ask and get an answer after the person has gone, sometimes we find new answers or truths for ourselves by continuing to share or ask into the wind. On an episode of This American Life called Really Long Distance, there's a story of poignant connection to those that we have lost. In March of 2011, there was that large tsunami in Japan. In the city Otsuchi, there were still 421 people missing at the time of this podcast. Itaro Suzaki's cousin had died and he was already having a hard time trying to figure out how to talk about it. So Yutaru went out and bought an old-fashioned phone booth and stuck it in his garden. It looks like an old-fashioned English one. It's square and white and has glass window panes. And inside, there is a black rotary phone resting on a shelf connected to nowhere. It didn't work at all, but that didn't matter. Yutaru just needed a place he felt he could talk to his cousin and air his grief. Putting an old phone booth in his garden overlooking the Pacific Ocean felt like the perfect solution. Because my thoughts could not be relayed over a regular phone line, I wanted them to be carried on the wind. So I named it the Wind Telephone. Word of the telephone got out and people all over Japan have been walking onto Yutaru's property to talk on the phone to their missing loved ones. Thousands of people. Hi, Grandpa. How are you? I'll be in fourth grade next semester. Wasn't that fast? A lot of calls were just updates, like catching up on the phone. Grandpa, I finished all my homework. As the grandchild is walking out of the booth, he looks up to his grandma and says, maybe grandpa will say he heard us. Others just come to the booth to stand in silence and cry. We had so many things we wanted to do together. I just wanted to talk with you again. I have one more thing to tell you. To sit in your home to be with you all of my days. Children updating grandparents on mundane life. Partners expressing that they just wish for one more moment together. Any request is expressed into the wind telephone. And the mourner feels comforted in asking and awaiting an answer. When we left Palm Desert, I thought to myself, what other questions should we have asked Saba? Our curiosity had been piqued, and yet now I feared we had not asked enough. We will forget all that we once never thought to remember. His wife, my grandmarini, died with many questions left unanswered that I was not old enough or experienced enough to think to ask. That's normal, I suppose. 
And yet I think of her every Yisker and try to imagine asking her and all those I've lost questions that I now have. My grandparents always end every encounter with, what other questions do you have for us? My answer is usually nothing, I don't think. And I wonder if one day, many, many years from now, God willing, I will regret that. So this year, I want to ask more questions. I want to live life in the present and realistically know that one day I will have questions that I wish I could ask. We have Yisker four times a year to remember those who have died and to remind ourselves how to live within this holy community. So until next time, think of good questions you can ask someone you love. For we all wish we could spend our entire life surrounded by those we love and in their home. Live life knowing that we will, of course, forget all that we once never thought to remember. And that one question, just one question, could open up stories and answers to always be remembered. Achat sha'alti, what would your one more question be? Gemar Khatimatova. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.